Welcome to Kingdom Come with Andrew Nkoyoyo, called to be God's voice, reaching people worldwide with the message of Jesus Christ. Thank you again for joining us today here on Kingdom Come. We're glad you're tuning in. And wherever you are, we believe God wants to speak to you because he has a destiny for you, a prophetic destiny that he wants to bring you in as you yield yourself to him. So we're going to continue. Part 6. Surrendered will will bring discernment of God's will in your life. Romans 12, 1 and 2. The word of God here says that, I urge you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Verse 2. And it says, do not come be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. Amen? I wanted to take a few minutes on this because we as believers struggle discerning God's will. But the key to discerning God's will is here. Here again, he says, present your body. You have presented your mind. You have presented your, your will. Now, he wants to present your faculties. Holy sacrifice. We talked about the baptism into his death. See, where your spirit, soul, mind, will, body is surrendered to God. But the key there is you have to present it. You have to yield it. You have to surrender it. You have to surrender your body. You have to surrender yourself. Okay? And then he says, and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, the mind needs to be renewed. That's why the word of God is so crucial for you to study it, to eat it, digest it. Because it is when you take the word of God that the Holy Spirit begins to walk on your mind. Bringing control of your mind. That's how he's going to get a hold of your mind. Because in your mind you have your will that he really wants to get a hold of. Because when your mind is not tamed, so to speak, by him, you can't really know the will of God because your will is still running wild. Amen? That's why you know, many people desire to do some things but they find themselves not doing those things. It's not because they are bad people. It's just that their will and their mind have not been renewed. The mind hasn't been renewed to the place where it is subjected, is under submission of the spirit, and the will is controlled by the spirit, so that the will set, your will is steps aside, and the will of God begins to take effect. Are you getting this, beloved? This is key. How you do that? You Present your body. You present yourself. Now we talked about presenting your, your, your faculties and, and your mind. And you will, now you've got to put yourself. And this is the thing about surrender. It's not giving something to God. I've heard people say, I gave this to God and I gave that to God. No. It's all of you. Giving all of you mind, will, affections, body over to God. That is absolute surrender. Because when you are totally given over to God, your money is given over to God. Everything that you are and own is given over to God. 
Because if he can get your affections, your mind, your will, and your whole body, he has you. So he's not just looking for a little bit here, or your money, or you to do something once in a while. He's looking for absolute obedience to the lifestyle of absolute surrender. Amen? Because then, when you, your mind, your will, body, and all that is given over to God, he says, now, you, the Holy Spirit takes your will, and he sets it aside. And now you can begin to walk in absolute clarity of what is, you see, here, he mentions the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will. And I have found, as I've, even I've talked to people as a counselor, and the leadership coach and all the stuff that I've, I do for leaders, I found that, that most were living in the good and the acceptable, not in the perfect will. Because they were trying to please God. They say, if I do this, yeah, at least I'm doing something for God. No, that's not good enough. God wants you to walk in his perfect will. I have heard says, we are just God do something. No, that's not good enough. We can know the will of God. And somebody asked me, how, do you, how, how, how sure are you? I know that I know that God has called me to do this. In this life, in, in this time, in history, this is what? But you know, it comes at a cost. Because you have to be yielded. Your whole body. I mean, look at nine months of prayer and fasting. That is the yielding of the body. You see, prayer and, and, and fasting doesn't change God. But it prepares us to obey God. It prepares us to do God's will. Amen. Now, yeah, I know I've talked about prayer that moves the hand of God. That's something else. But right now, people think that if I prayed, if I fasted, oh, God should be so impressed of me. No, that's baloney. See, what is impressing God is obedience. Is absolute surrender. Is you being crucified with his son. And that's what absolute surrender is. In other words, you can call this crucifixion. Because when you are absolutely surrendered to God, you are dead. Because now it's not what you want. It's not the country you want to go. It's not what you want to do. It is Him working in you. Both to will and to perform. And even what He calls you, what He's willing and what He's revealing to you, is not you trying to impress Him with your good works. Amen? As a matter of fact, that's why the Bible tells us that we wash in the blood our conscience to be cleaned from the dead works. With the blood, because they are, there's so much dead works in, Christian, in the church. We are not effective. We are doing dead works. And because it looks good, makes us look good, but it's not really the perfect will of God. And hence, there's no effectiveness. It's dead works. But you see, when we are surrendered absolutely to God, we can know what is the perfect will of God for right now. You can walk in a dimension when the Holy Spirit says, turn left, turn right. I know what I'm talking about. Where he will, you, I was lost, I remember, uh, I believe it was 97 or 98. I was totally lost in Nairobi. I didn't even know how to get back home. From a lunch meeting, talking to politicians and ministering to them in the center of Nairobi. And I'm, lost, and I'm saying, God, what do I, I don't even know where to go find a taxi and the Holy Spirit took me step by step and, and he got me home. Step by step as I walked into the city. Step by step. 
And it has happened so many times. You can have that. I'm sharing this story not to say I'm any, any special, but I'm just sharing you the reality of absolute surrender. I have seen it. I live it. I pursue it. I crave it. And I see the results. And if it can happen to me, it can happen to you. Amen? You don't have to live in delusion and confusion and people being perplexed. What is God's will? You can know God's will. Let's go into the next, uh, the next result here. Is that the surrendered will will bring knowledge of His truth. You want to know the truth? See, these things we are teaching and sharing, most of it is being taught to me by the Holy Spirit. But I had to say, I had to go to Him and I had to ask the hard questions. And when we surrender, He can teach us. He's the teacher. Amen. He uses men, but you know what? He loves a good student. Like, we just sit at his feet like Mary did. And let him just pour it on you. I mean, it's glorious. You can be lost for hours. Try it. It's addictive. I'm addicted to it. Amen. It's addictive because when you sit there and he begins to divulge all these oracles, the mysteries of God, my goodness, you say, how come I have missed out on that? Because you didn't heal. But now, it's not too late. I, I say that all the time. I say, Lord, how come I've been a believer and a minister for over 20 years? I missed this. Because I didn't sit at his feet. See, because absolute surrender is going to release revelation and truth. This is what he says, John 7, verse 16. Jesus therefore answered them and said, my teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. Verse 17. If any is willing to do his will, he shall know of the teaching. Whether it is of God or whether I speak for myself. He says, if you dare to do the will of God, you're going to know. You're going to have the discernment, the insight of the teachings of the Lord. Of the oracles of the Almighty. But if you can only dare to do his will. See, there is a, he puts a disclaimer there. He says, if any man will do, is willing. And I like willing. That's why I, I chose this version. Is, is willing. It's continuous. It's not a one-time experience. It's, if you are willing to do his will, you shall know of his teaching. Amen? I'm telling you, there are things in the scripture we haven't even begun to scratch. But God... He's looking for somebody to teach. He's looking for somebody to teach. But if we are only willing to yield and put away all our resources for a moment. I'm not against all this. I have libraries and I have things I study. But I'm telling the greatest teaching that I've ever received is when I sit at his feet. Even the last two days. Even this morning when I came into the office, he sat me down and said, you can't talk about this without talking. I didn't know that. That was fresh from the throne room. He said, this. But I had to say, I said, okay, Holy Spirit, is this all? And he said, no, there is this. Amen. If you dare do his will, you will know of his teaching. Number eight, the surrendered will will bring the good of the land to you. Isaiah 1 Verse 19, it says, if you be willing, if you are willing and obedient, you're going to eat the good of the land. Amen? But there is a willingness and a, an obedience to God that goes beyond what you can offer comfortably. 
is going to require something that will demand something out of you. That will cost you something. And really obedience is not something that comes easy to us. It's always God asking for something. And if we are willing and obedient, then we can dare tap into what he has. But if we want to hold on to our Benjamin or to our idols or to our comfortable life or this is how I've done it, then we miss out on the goodness that he has. But I guarantee you that if you can pursue these principles, it's just a matter of time. Because now God can say, okay, this one, I'm going to take him and I'm going to do something with them. Amen? Amen. Number nine, the surrendered will will bring the fullness of joy. John 15 verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Verse 11. The things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you. And that your joy may be full. But the disclaimer here, it says, if you abide in my love, keep my commandments and abide in my love, just as I have, have done with my father, my joy is going to be in you. You know what he's asking? He's asking for absolute surrender, which is going to be motivated by obedience and the love you have for God. But he says, if you're going to know the fullness of joy, you have to be absolutely surrendered to his word, to his spirit. He says, as, you see, he gives us the motto. He says, as I have surrendered to, to my father, you do the same. And it's going to be for you. Do you, see, do you see how simple it is? That's why Jesus came and he, he was clothed with flesh and blood. Why? To walk on earth to show us that it is possible. So God is calling us into this fullness. It's not just only to be holy, but he has blessings for us. He wants to enjoy this experience while we're here. But I told you earlier that there are many people who are just frustrated in Christianity. They, they, they would rather go back in the world because that was more exciting. No, actually, because you are not surrendered. I'm telling you. Because there's nothing that I miss from the world. Nothing. I went to discos, I went to parties, I, you know, but there's nothing. Because nothing satisfies my soul. Nothing fills me up. Nothing for me can bring me to that place of just contentment and satisfaction like the presence of God, the, the word of God, the Holy Spirit, and, and just to be his feet and his hand. Not, it's nothing like it. But you see, in order for us to come into that place of divine satisfaction and contentment, we have to be surrendered. And then the law of God is not something, it's not a duty we do. The commandments of God is not a duty, it's a delight. Why? Because we are so <laughs> in love. We are so overflowing with this love and we, are, we have set our affections on Jesus and he's fascinating us with his love and his power and his work and he's transforming us and we marvel at what he's doing. And then we are delighted when we open the Bible. We are not just falling into the Bible and just drooling into the Bible. Actually, it's coming alive. Why? Because the Spirit of God has taken over. You see, the Spirit of God is here for one thing and one thing only. You know what that is? I bet you do. You have read the Bible. He's here to glorify Jesus. 
So that's why Jesus said that it is to your advantage that I go. Because when I go, you see, Jesus was limited in the flesh to one particular position or place at one time. So he says, I am limited in the flesh. And they don't want him to live. But he says, it is your advantage because when I go, the Holy Spirit who is limited, unlimited, he's going to come. I am limited, but he's not. And then he's going to take what is of the Father and what is of mine and make it your own. Oh, you need to get that in your spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is not just here to give you goosebumps and for you to just speak in tongues every once in a while. Really? The Holy Spirit is God. And the way he worked with in the New Testament, you can see him. there's nothing the Trinity did without him being involved. You can see him at creation in Genesis. It was the Holy Spirit working and then God said, let there be. But the Holy Spirit had to move. Amen. You see, the, 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 even the conception of Jesus, the Holy Spirit was involved. And we're going to show here in, an, in another episode here, how the power of the Most High did that. But the Holy Spirit was, is that power of the Most High. He was involved. He came. And when he came... It turns a virgin into an expecting mother and eventually a mother. Amen. You see the Holy Spirit, for Jesus to die, the Bible tells us he gave himself through the eternal spirit. We see in Romans that the Holy Spirit rose him from the dead. Are you seeing? The Holy Spirit is everywhere that God is working. And we are and listen to this. We are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Now I don't know what your theology is. But I happen to believe that the Holy Spirit is here on earth. To prepare the church. To, so we can evangelize the world. And prepare the bride of Christ. He's here to convict the world of sin. Of righteousness and judgment. He's here to reveal Jesus to the human heart. He's here to prepare you. For your ministry. And to empower you. So he's here to work the fullness of joy and the fullness of all the things that God has for you and I. It's exciting, but we cannot, we cannot until we are willing to yield. This is the one great condition. And if there is any lack of power in the church, it's known that we, are, we don't know the Bible. We know the Bible. It's known that I believe, it's known that we haven't prayed enough. I don't think it takes... 20 hours of prayer for God to hear. And to do something. Amen. Amen. It's known that we haven't done the music right. Or the worship right. And, and the service right. and the, I, I believe we haven't recognized. And received the Holy Spirit. For who he is. That's why he says that the greatest need you have. Right now as you sit here. Is the great work of the Holy Spirit. In you. For you. And through you. I believe that's your greatest need. That's my greatest need. And I believe that's the greatest need of the church. Because our prayer, now listen to this, our prayer becomes alive when the Holy Spirit is involved. Your study of the word becomes alive and effective when the Holy Spirit is teaching you the word of God. Your ministry becomes alive and effective when the anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon you. Amen. 
your words go from being just wonderful words that said by brother so-and-so to being gracious. Now people marvel at what God is doing through this boy. Are, are you seeing the picture, beloved? The Holy Spirit has to be given that room to work. So here, Jesus said, hey, if you are going to see the fullness, keep my commandments, abide in my life, like I have done with the Father. And it's going to be to you. You see, I believe the, the reason I used to do counseling and I, there was no reason that believers should be depressed. And my focus in my approach was the solution-focused therapy. And my goal was not to, for, you, for somebody to come to me for the next 10 years. So I'll pray. And then I found out the reason most of us are depressed is because we are holding on to stuff that God wants to get rid of. Because in Isaiah it talks about the spirit of gladness. For the spirit of heaviness. It's the spirit of joy. But you remember it's the spirit of joy. Imparted by the spirit of God. Amen. And so when people came to see me about anxiety and insomnia and this. I said you know what let's get you infused with the Holy Spirit. Let's get you yielded to the Spirit of God so He can take all this junk, the things that are there that are blocking the flow, the life of Christ from flowing, the joy of God. Let's get you untangled. And that's not something I can do, but that's something the Holy Spirit will do, even now, because it's all yours through the blood. And I don't remember seeing anybody more than twice. That's why I probably ended up closing my office. Because <laughs> my wife told me, you, you are really good at it, but, <laughs> but then you, you don't make a living at it because you don't have patience. <laughs> but that was good. Amen? Yeah. Now, take this, beloved. Do you struggle with stress and anxiety? Here it says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And it can be full. You can have it. And when the joy of the Lord comes, there's no anxiety where joy is. There's no depression where joy is. Oh, I mean, there's going to be stresses of life. But I'm telling you, when the joy of the Lord comes, it begins to obliterate all the things. It may not be today, but the process has begun and the Holy Spirit is at work. But it's going to happen in a surrendered life. A life totally turned over to Jesus. So I used to tell those that will come into my office. I said, I'll help you if there is one. Are you willing? Are you willing to go all the way? I didn't care whether they, they were believers or not. They came to me. They have an issue. I've got a solution. It's called Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Through the blood of Christ. <laughs> and within minutes we can sort this thing out. We don't need to dwell about all these so many years, so many hurt me. Let's put that in the blood. Let the power of the blood be activated to erase all that and let the Holy Spirit begin to work. Amen. Amen. But if we are willing, there's going to be stresses in life. That's why you need to know the power of the blood, the washing. I'm going to do a series on that just by the, because that is so powerful. 
if you know that the power, because now where the blood is working, the Holy Spirit comes to work. Why? Because he's there to glorify Jesus. Because the blood of Christ was, is crying out, and he said, and when you respond and you activate it, you answer that cry. Amen? But an absolute surrender is going to bring you to that place. So I don't know where you are. I know I've been through things where no man could fix me. I, I, when I had the accident in 2001, I went even to the best neurologist in Denver. And they, they tried to do everything. And one day God just told me, just get in my presence. Anoint yourself with all and get in my presence. Be in my presence. Just, just surrender. Now, it's not easy to surrender when you're hurting. You got a concussion, your back is hurting here and there, and, and it's like, looks, but he told me, and within six months, I went back to the doctor and said, what happened? What did you do? You need to give us the secret. <laughs> but the secret was so simple because it was the presence of God. You know, and all these things they were telling me to take, well, butrin and all these things that I said, no, I'm not going to take. And the Holy Spirit said, just go in my presence and let my joy, let my love, let my power wash over you, wash you from the inside out. It was a step of faith. I did not take those meds. I, I trusted God and, and I, I went in his presence for four hours daily. I would just worship and, and just be on my face and just delight in him. And he would show all kinds of things. And I would say, God, take that. And he would show things. And I, I mean, I'm in his presence. I'm at your disposal. Do whatever you want. And within six months, within six months, the doctor who told me you'll never be able to preach, he said, he watched my video and said, you are too dynamic, you'll never be able to preach again. After this accident, they wrote me off. That's, I, that's why I went to study and got doctorates and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to shift my care. And the Holy Spirit said, no, I'm not done with you. Because here I am, I'm making my plans now. What am I good at? What do I want to do? Okay, so I went and I majored in counseling and counseling for leadership and all these things. And, and even people tell me you are good at it. But the Holy Spirit said, no, that's not what I have. Come in my presence, I'll fix you. And within six months, I was back and running. So if you're watching, I don't know where you are, but we're talking about the results of a surrendered will. Surrender yourself to God. You don't know Jesus. Just say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Fill me with your power that I may live for you. A life that is pleasing to you. A life that brings glory to your name. Dear Lord Jesus, I surrender my life over to you today. In Jesus' name. And beloved, if you have said that prayer, you are born again. Now just yield to Jesus and go to church. Get discipled into a disciple that is effective for him. May God bless you. To watch on our website, receive prayer to give, or to request a copy of Andrew's book, Working the Works of God, please visit us online at www.kingdomimpactministry.org or write to Kingdom Impact Ministry, P.O. Box 2073, Montrose, Colorado, 81402. 
This broadcast is a presentation of Kingdom Impact Ministry and is made possible by the grace of God, faithful prayers, and gifts from partners and viewers like you.